you pursuing a natural lifestyle for yourself and your family? Are you concerned about the standard American diet and options available for healthcare? Are you curious about herbs for health or already practice home herbalism? You've come to the right place. My mom, Naomi Kilbrick, is a Christian clinical herbalist and owner of Lower Chi Wellness. She teaches simple ways to live in a more healthy way and to work with plants to promote and restore health. Welcome to the Family Herbalism Podcast. Welcome back to the Family Herbalism Podcast. You guys, this is episode number 15, and I am so grateful for each one of you who have been listening this whole time and looking forward to new episodes. And this week, I'm going to be sharing with you something that is quite relevant to this season that we're in, which is kids going back to school. We're now into October, which means that most kids have been in school for at least a month, if not longer. And I'm sure that by now, if you are a parent, you're beginning to uh, understand some of the quirks and things that you're going to have to work around with for your students, your kids this school year. And so I decided to share with you something that has been on my mind. I've talked a bit about uh, my own children and my efforts to help them to learn more easily. And I thought this would really be interesting because memory is something that is highly talked about in the herbal world or the natural health world. And in fact, a lot of people will turn to natural health because there aren't any medications that help to boost someone's memory. And so this may be a gateway for you or for someone you know into exploring natural health. And memory can be an issue for a lot of reasons. It could be that someone is a student and is having to handle a lot of stress and is interested in how they can uh, expand their uh, ability to remember things or to recall information. But it can also apply to new moms who have recently been through pregnancy and perhaps are experiencing some mommy brain mommy brain syndrome and uh, but then there's also age-related memory issues and what happens you know after the age of 50 or 60 when memory naturally seems to decline in some people and so there are a lot of different facets but we do know that it affects a lot of people and today I decided to focus largely on people who are likely in college or younger and so this would apply to people who are learning new things they have a lot on their plates they're trying to not only remember facts but incorporate them maybe into their new jobs or into their lives and then I will do a podcast probably next week on memory as related to more adult issues like Uh, you know, post-pregnancy and later on in life, because even though nutrition is similar, you know, the the things that we need for nutrition is similar, there are some different facets and different explanations for why these things are affecting us and why these symptoms are being experienced. And so I thought it would make more sense to split it up and kind of give each group their due. And so today we're talking about learning more easily with herbs. Uh, so I know that we as parents, as, as a mom myself, I want to help my kids to be able to learn as easily as possible. And 
while it's tempting to sit down and walk them through every little thing that they need to know for school, I want them to be as independent as possible and I want them to feel confident in the knowledge that they have and in the ability to learn new things. And this is something that they're going to need as they grow older too because we know that as adults we're also constantly learning new things and we're practicing these skills at a younger age. And there are a lot of different ways we can support our memory building process as we're adding new information. And because I'm looking at this holistically, my role as a mom and as an herbalist is to look at how a person's learning experience can be supported, especially through providing nourishment to the nervous system so that it can function at its best. So we've talked about uh, in previous episodes about the deficiencies that can lead to symptoms and oftentimes deficiencies within the nervous system can lead to all kinds of uh, behavior issues, memory issues, emotional issues. And so I'm looking at not just what can I add in to make a child remember things better, but what is it that they're missing that, that is leading them to not remember things as easily on a, on a natural basis, like, you know, that they automatically do that. So I had told you that I started experimenting with different nutrients for my kids and supplements that they're taking. So I'm going to finally reveal to you what it is that they are using. One of them is a super omega-3 supplement by a company called Carlson, and the other is a multivitamin that includes amino acids and uh, a number of different um, nutrients that are really important for brain health. And it's called, it's in a blend called Dynamic Brain, and it's offered by Stonehenge Health. So they're going to be doing two to three months of that depending on how long it takes us to go through the supplements because we all know that we forget some days and weekends are hard to remember especially when you know to take our supplements well the funny thing is that the first day that the kids took these supplements one of my kids decided that long division was suddenly fun and the another one of my kids scooted through eight math lessons with her teacher And I just had to laugh because most likely that is completely unrelated. Um, You really need to take supplements, especially, you know, vitamin supplements for at least a couple of weeks, if not a month or two before you're likely to notice that much of a positive difference. But the kids were really excited about the fact that they now have a role in being able to support their brain health and they're they're part of this process with me. I'm actually teaching them why they should be taking these supplements and how it's supporting their brain health. So they're not just taking these supplements because I told them to, they're excited because they know that it's going to help them and that they get to do something about their learning and making that easier. And so that's why I'm really excited about this. I truly believe that it's going to be supportive to them and I'm excited that they get to be included in that process as well. But if we're focusing on holistically addressing memory with kids, we really have to begin right at the beginning, which is with pregnancy, because we know that the health of a mother dramatically affects 
their child's health. We know that when a woman is experiencing significant stress during her pregnancy, her children are more likely to be experiencing stress as they grow older and anxiety. We know that some mental health things are passed down from mother to child. And we also know that the nutrients that she does or does not take in while she's pregnant also impact the growth of the child. So we know that uh, getting enough healthy fats, especially during pregnancy, is really important because the brain is literally made of fat and uh, proteins. And, you know, there are some other nutrients, of course, that are very important, like vitamins and, uh, you know, specific amino acids. But overall, um, we know that getting adequate healthy sources of fats are a little bit more challenging to, in today's diet, and those are really important for pregnancy. And then we move on to breastfeeding. And, you know, of course, there's pros and cons for breastfeeding and for formula feeding, and everyone has to make the choice that's right for them. But studies do show that children who are breastfed have significantly more and faster growing neural tissue and higher IQs compared to formula-fed children during their school years. And so if you, you know, still have very young children, if you have babies or if you're pregnant or if you're considering uh, having babies, definitely keep that in mind. And so then let's say your child, fast forward, your child is starting to eat solid food. I know that I've spent a lot of time talking about nutrition, but I have to say that not enough can be said about the impact, the positive impact of a clean, healthy diet for brain health. Many symptoms can be caused by an unhealthy diet and they can be ignored or put off until they're unavoidable, but cognition issues are often more irritating to kids and adults alike than a lot of other symptoms that can result from an unhealthy diet. So avoiding processed foods, overcooked foods, fried foods, sugar, and saturated and hydrogenated fats are really important. These literally block the absorption of nutrients in the brain. So even if you are uh, adding in the most amazing uh, nutritional supplement, if you are eating these foods, you are not getting as much benefit from those supplements as you could be or your children. And some of these things actually degrade the neurotransmitters or the hormones, their receptors, the nerve tissue, and the brain fat. And so uh, you're not only blocking nutrients from coming in, but you're actually um, making it easier for um, degradation to happen, for the breakdown to happen. And this is not okay for kids. This is very unhealthy. Those are things we expect of elderly people who are having trouble absorbing nutrients, not kids who are in school still and still developing. And so even though it's super easy to say, oh, it's been a long day. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna order out. We're just gonna go to McDonald's. We're just gonna, you know, pick up a pizza. You know, that's okay to do every once in a while, and we do have to give ourselves grace for times when we just can't find the time or the energy to cook, but that is not a good way to eat on a regular basis if you're trying to support your kids in developing brain tissue and being able to increase their memory and capabilities in school. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so instead... You'll want to feed your children high quality, simple ingredients, focusing on lots of colors and prioritizing healthy fats from things like nuts and seeds, avocados, and fatty fish. 
Eating sea fish three to four times a week is associated with better memory, word recall, clarity, processing, and attention. And the servings do not have to be big. A four ounce serving of fish can literally fit in the palm of your hand. And if you're not fish eaters, and your kids can't swallow omega fatty acid supplements yet, you can actually buy omega fatty acid oil that you can apply topically to the skin of young children. So you can just rub that right into their arms and legs and they're going to get that extra uh, good, you know, those good sources of omega fatty acids. A good multivitamin with minerals is also very important, especially during the growing years. And in episode 12 of this podcast, you can learn more about vitamin supplements if you're interested in exploring that. Now, I know that committing to a change of diet is really challenging, especially if you have kids and a busy schedule, and especially if your kids are really picky. But it is totally worth it if that change of diet can really help your kids to have an easier time in school and to have better emotional health and feel more confident with what they know and what they're capable of doing. So what if you explore this change of diet and really focused on it for just the next school year rather than saying for the foreseeable future, for the rest of my children's lives, I have to focus on these foods What if you just did it for this school year and just to see what would happen? Would it, does it really help your kids? Do you notice a difference? Perhaps even do a diet diary or a journal about how your kids are doing now and then plan on making some consistent dietary changes and see what happens at the end of the school year. Do a follow-up. What did your days look like before you started versus now? How are your kids feeling then versus now? How are they emotionally? How are they sleeping at night? How are their test scores? You can make some observations about that and evaluate it so that after the school year is over, you can decide, was it really worth it? Do we want to do this long term? Or can we go back to our fast food and our convenience meals and not really worry about it? Some other nutrients that you may want to consider too that have been studied and found to help kids with their brain health and their memory and their emotions and their energy levels include supplements of DMAE, glutamine, acetylcholine, lecithin, and pyroglutamate, which makes GABA, which we all know is really beneficial for healthy serotonin levels. And when you feel good and have good, healthy you know, serotonin levels, you're gonna find it easier to learn. Whereas if you have high cortisol levels, you are going to have a harder time taking in new information. Also dietarily, you'll want to look at antioxidant foods especially. These will help to cleanse the body of toxins, support uh, appropriate cell regeneration, getting rid of old cells as they're being replaced and creating new cells and staying in overall good health. And these antioxidant foods might include citrus fruits and dark leafy greens or herbs that include antioxidants, which are things such as orange peel, ginger, cinnamon, spearmint, and even green and black tea, which are fine for kids in small amounts. And you can also look at nutrient-rich herbs that focus on building and nourishing the blood and hormones like nettle, red clover, and kelp, which is definitely my favorite. And you can learn more about nutrient-rich herbs by listening to the podcast number 13. And also before we leave 
this nutritional focus, I would like to talk about clean water briefly. So far too many people in our country are not drinking enough water. And if the adults aren't, how can we expect the children to drink enough water? Uh, I don't know about you, but my kids are really busy and they don't think about drinking water unless they're dying of thirst. And which of course is usually when they've forgotten their water bottle and they suddenly realize it and go, oh my goodness, I need a drink right now. But (laughs) clean water is really, really important. Getting enough water is really, really important for brain health and nervous system health. When you don't have enough water, your tissues dry out, things become constricted and tense and lacking in nutrition because you need adequate water to aid your blood in moving and transporting these nutrients. And if you don't have that, you're going to have problems. Uh, And, you know, memory is not, you know, an essential function of the body. So it's going to be one of those that is deprived when your body's just trying to survive with enough, you know, with the water that it does have. So a good rule of thumb is half their body weight in ounces of water, which means that if your child weighs 60 pounds, they should be drinking 30 ounces of water. And you could help them by drinking water alongside them, by talking about the benefits of drinking water. You can get special water bottles that have times of the day written on them or certain marks and with you know fun little stickers of you know this one's for breakfast so by the time that breakfast comes along you've drank this much water and then lunch and then supper and so forth uh, but the idea is make sure they're drinking enough water and clean water too because a lot of tap water sources have things uh, you know that are chemicals that are really dangerous for brain health and we want to avoid them as much as possible which is difficult to do these days but we can help by making sure that their water is clean so even if you have well water getting it tested adding a filter to it is not a bad idea just to make sure that it's as clean as possible bottled water can be good depending on the source you really have to do some research on this. Spring water is great. Uh, we personally filter rainwater, and so that's another option for some people. Uh, but look at your water source, look how much they're drinking, and make sure that they're getting enough. And aside from that nutritional focus, there's also some lifestyle choices that you should look into that definitely influence memory. I do promise we're going to get to the herbs. I do have quite a few of them. (laughs) Uh, So as far as lifestyle choices are concerned, you know, there's a lot of research out there on screen time and how that influences children's behavior and how they absorb information. You know, kids, when they're born into the world, are naturally curious. Kids are literally like sponges they soak things up they watch people they listen they they learn through observation and experience touching things smelling things tasting things right but when they are exposed to screens their attention is taken up by one thing that is um, giving them way too much dopamine all at once and so it's manipulating their nervous system into that Um, 
feedback system where it must get a reward right away and then they can't they don't have time their brains don't have time to process and take in new information so how much is too much well honestly that's a kind of a personal area um you know research has said that more than two hours is really that's when you start to go downhill in the effects on kids brain health Um, And I know from personal experience that it's very difficult to get your kids to have less than two hours of screen time a day between, uh, you know, movies and their devices they play games on. And then, of course, if they're doing anything for educational time, that would be included as well. Although to uh, it would have a different impact on their brain, I should say. But it is definitely something worth exploring and considering. How much is too much for your kids? And are is that time being balanced with time being active and being outside? Uh, you know, exercise is a great way to support brain health and memory because when you are moving your body, you're getting that circulation going and you're bringing that fresh blood, oxygen, and nutrients to your brain. And so that's really important for stimulating the brain in a number of different ways, including just getting that fresh oxygen and that healthy circulation with nutrients. And so if they are spending lots of time outside, it may be that they can spend an additional amount of time on their screens without, uh, you know, too much negative impact. But, uh, you know, it's something, something worth considering, you know, how you're balancing that on their lives. And, you know, definitely make sure that they're getting plenty of time outside. You know, at least an hour a day is ideal for kids and adults. Another thing is hobbies that inspire them. Do your kids have a hobby, something they enjoy doing that motivates them? We know as adults that when we have something we enjoy doing, it stimulates our brain. We get new ideas. We feel creative. We want to connect with other people. We want to share things that we've learned, you know, and when we have hobbies that we enjoy, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel confident, to feel happy, to feel like we can sleep at night. And the same thing goes with kids. So if your kids are too busy on their screens and too busy uh, with their schoolwork and homework, then they probably need something that they enjoy doing too, whether that's playing an instrument, playing board games, playing with Lego or doing art or whatever it is, swimming, sports, you know, they need something that they chose, that they are excited by, that will also stimulate a healthy brain function. And that has also been scientifically shown that people who have activities that they enjoy doing have healthier brain function regardless of age. And finally, before we get to the herbs, I would also like to mention the idea that sometimes kids have a harder time learning when they don't have the appropriate education for them. And so what I mean by that is that there is really one method of education that is really promoted for kids. And that is sitting at a desk all day, being taught one set of information, and having to absorb it through books and through writing. And while books and writing are perfectly acceptable ways of learning, some kids, especially younger kids, and truthfully, especially boys, tends to be, sometimes need to have a different way of learning. 
And homeschooling for some people works really well. Uh, there are also some really great private schools that offer alternative education through hands-on learning, through oral work, uh, you know, through volunteer work, through field trips, all kinds of different ways that kids can learn in a different way. And one that I really like for younger kids, which is probably because my sister had her education in this, is Montessori education for young children. Uh, Montessori gives kids the opportunity to learn things that are important for real life. You know, kids watch us and they want to repeat what we're doing. And Montessori education honors that for young kids who really just want to know how to do things that the people they love are doing and to do it in a way that is safe and easy for them to master. And it also honors the fact that young kids need to feel things, touch things, listen to things, look at things and, and inspect things in a different way than what is currently set up for them in most school situations. And this can be repeated or replicated at home to some degree. Uh, you don't need to have all the equipment that is offered by a Montessori school, but it's something that I would definitely encourage you to look into. Waldorf education is also really great for young children and as you're beginning school with kids and you're exploring book work and things, Charlotte Mason is another educational method that works really well for some kids where you have short lessons that are focused around nature and morals uh, and I really like that. So those are some things to think about if you have an opportunity to set up uh, an environment in your home even that is supportive to kids learning at their own pace and learning things that are fun and applicable to them. It will encourage them to realize that learning is not just about memorizing a set of facts, but it's about understanding the world around them in a way that makes more sense. And so that's kind of a little spiel on the side about education spend some time thinking about that and what education and learning actually means to you and your family. Why is it important? Is it just so they can pass a test or is it because you have and they have goals for their lives? So spend some time thinking about that. All right, so the herbs. Now that we've talked about some of the ways that we can nutritionally support a child and ways that we can impact their environment, let's talk about some of the herbs and even the essential oils that I like to use for supporting memory and word recall, clarity, uh, you know, being able to decipher and understand information. So as far as dosages are concerned, let's start with that. All right, so if we're talking teas, really the safest way to go is a sip per year of age which means by the time they're about six or seven years old or starting first grade, they could do a half a cup of tea a day and a full cup by age 12. And if you're talking about tinctures, for most school age kids, I would say three to five drops twice a day, or for middle school and up, five to 10 drops. And then if you're talking about essential oils, I am really exclusively talking here about applying them either topically or having, using them aromatically, so like in a roller bottle or in a diffuser or maybe on the shower floor in the morning before you know, they head to school. Um, you know, basically just get it into the air or where they can smell it. 
And some of these actually you can take in capsule form. And if your child is old enough to be able to take capsules, I'll include information about how they can take that in appropriate dosages. But for the most part, we're talking teas, tinctures, and essential oils here. All right, so the first one is peppermint. Peppermint is really great for kids because it is pretty gentle and it's a flavor that most kids do enjoy. You can easily get it at the grocery store if you're talking about tea form and it promotes alertness and feeling awake and positive. And because someone is able to feel more positive and alert and awake while they're drinking peppermint, it also helps them to focus in on what's really important and to remember what they are what they are learning, to remember what they're seeing. So peppermint is a great gentle way to begin if you're exploring herbs for kids and helping them to have a better experience at school. Also there's rosemary. So you can work with the rosemary that's in your pantry. You can put it into tea. So you would, to prepare a cup of tea, put between one and three teaspoons of the plant material into a tea ball or a muslin tea bag and prepare that as a tea. Um, but in this case, I actually like working with it in essential oil form. And I would put probably two to three drops to a tablespoon of coconut oil or other carrier oil. And then I would just dab that on to um, the child's wrists or onto their chest or back, somewhere where they can smell it. And rosemary has actually been found, it's been scientifically shown that it aids in concentration and recall of information. Clove, which you can also work with in food form. You can prepare it in your baked goods uh, or on your meats. It can also be made into a tea or used in essential oil. And so in this case, you would use the dried tea, uh, clove, sorry, the dried clove, and you would put that into the tea as I described the rosemary. And clove has also been shown to help with memory and focus. Clary sage is the final um, herb that I'm gonna talk about in essential oil form. This one specifically is great for balancing hormones. And so it's going to help with emotional support and kind of keeping things at an even keel. So it's really great for middle school and high school kids. And it also, because it's helping with balancing hormones and emotions, it's also going to indirectly help with memory. And so that's a great one to work with in essential oil form. Uh, it's also great for girls who are going through PMS. So it may be something that's really gonna cover a lot of bases and would be great to have in a roller bottle for them to use as needed. And then we have ginkgo. So if you do a Google search on herbs for memory, you're going to come across ginkgo. It's been used for a very long time for this purpose and really supports with circulation to the brain, with memory improvement, and even with ADHD. So this is safe for kids and it has been shown in studies to help with these things. You can take it in capsule form. If you're looking for a capsule for your child, try to find one that has 24% flavonoids. And I would suggest taking one capsule twice a day with each capsule being about 200 to 240 milligrams. However, there is a company called Mary Ruth. You've probably seen some advertisements for it. She has some really great organic 
herbal products and, and vitamin supplements. And she sells a couple different glycerin drop formulas that include ginkgo. One is ginkgo by itself, and then the other one is a memory product. And I can't remember the name of it, but if you look up Mary Ruth and ginkgo, you will find it. And so because that's in glycerin, it's perfectly safe for kids. And she has directions right on the bottle and how many drops to take. Next comes ginseng, which is the other herb that you will definitely see when you look up memory and herbs. It has been used for a very long time. And I suggest taking this in capsule form with four to 7% ginsenicides. And you'd be taking 100 to 200 milligrams twice a day. The idea with these is taking a little bit multiple times a day so that it's spread out and your body's getting a consistent, a fairly consistent amount of the herb. And then we have Tulsi. Tulsi, which is also known as holy basil. And this can be taken in tea form. It makes a really lovely tea. You can take it in tincture form. It's probably available in capsules too, but I've only used it in tea and tincture. So I have a little bit of a story here. Tulsi is not actually related to basil, even though it's called holy basil. They're two completely different plants. But my husband actually has been working with basil. And this just, it reminded me of the situation and I thought that it would be interesting to um, bring this up because it's one of those situations where even if you intend to take a certain herb and you end up taking something different, it's probably gonna offer you some benefit as well. And so he actually made his own basil tincture and basil does help with circulation. So it's going to help bring some blood to the brain and help to um, keep things clear, you know, help you to be clear-minded. Well, he started taking basil tincture and started a new job shortly afterwards and had tremendous success being able to remember all of his new coworkers' names, even though he had had trouble with that in the past. And so he was very excited about that and has over over the course of time since then had seasons where he has worked with basil more closely. But Tulsi, which is actually the one that has been researched for memory, is, uh, is also really safe for kids. And I like it because it helps with stress. It's an adaptogen and helps your body to handle physical and emotional stress. And so for someone starting school, you know, Tulsi is, is a really great one to work with. And then finally, I would like to mention lion's mane, which is a mushroom. And lion's mane is not typically recommended for memory, but I include this because I have worked with it for people who are experiencing all kinds of mental difficulties after trauma, which could be through an accident, like a concussion, or through illness, such as Lyme's disease. And so I, I believe that lion's mane would be an appropriate herb to work with or mushroom to work with if someone is having difficulty with memory because sometimes we do experience trauma that we don't really think of as being a traumatic situation but it has negatively impact our nervous system and could impact how we remember things and process information. So if your child has had any history of anything traumatic going on, any major life changes, any car accidents, or any major illnesses, 
Lion's mane would be a great one to think about because it actually regenerates uh, nervous tissue and I have seen it work really well for people who are having problems with you know being able to choose words in a conversation or process what's being said and then respond to it and so that would be the final herb that I would mention today. So I would like to also mention a specific recipe that I created for one of my kids when they were getting ready to take a test and he was really anxious about this test and wanted to make sure that he passed so he was anxious he was nervous and you know when you're not feeling very good it's going to be harder to remember information so I created this essential oil blend and I and it worked really well he passed the test he actually did uh, he did really well through the experience and apparently interacted quite well with the people of varying ages that were there. And so this recipe included five drops of wild orange, five drops of rosemary, and two drops of lavender. And I put it in a five milliliter, sorry, a 15 milliliter container and then topped it off with just a little bit of coconut oil and he just dabbed it onto his wrists as needed. You could also put this into a roller bottle and the amount there would still be appropriate because that's 12 drops and most uh, roller bottles have about 10 milliliters of space and so uh, you you would still have a quite you know strong recipe for that uh, size bottle. If there are other you know, other issues going on like like I said if there's trauma, if a child has anxiety, if they're not sleeping well, or if they are hyperactive, you'll definitely want to look at herbs that will address those specific issues because those are all things that influence how a person learns. And usually for kids who are dealing with those types of things, I like to work with calming nervines. Those are, they are herbs that specifically target the nervous system and are soothing to it. And herbs that would fall in this category would include lemon balm, linden, chamomile and oats although there are a lot of others to choose from and then finally if the child also has dyslexia uh, or if they have vision issues then getting proper glasses and focusing on foods and herbs for vision will also be really important so there's a lot of different potential reasons why a child might not be learning as easily has easily as they could be uh, and there are a lot of different things here to think about but really when it comes down to it we're thinking about eating healthy foods and working with herbs that are going to support the nervous system in general and the body will take the nutrients that it needs to to support it in wherever there is a deficiency. So your body knows if there's a deficiency in memory. It means that the memory centers of the brain are not going to be functioning the way they should be because they're lacking certain nutrients. So when you take in those nutrients, your body will put them where they are needed, which means you don't need a magic medication that is specific for memory because you have your body to tell you where those nutrients need to go. If you are working with these things and you start getting overwhelmed by it or you feel like you're not really sure where to focus, 
definitely reach out to me for a consultation. I do Zoom appointments and I also meet with people in my office and I love working with kids and helping them to feel more confident. This is definitely an area that I feel strongly about and I would love to help you if you feel the need for additional support. You can visit my website at www.laureltreewellnessllc.com or you can shoot me an email at laureltreewellness at gmail.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, have a great one. The Family Herbalism Podcast is created for educational purposes only. You are responsible for any and all medical and health decisions you choose to make. If you experience a medical emergency, please contact appropriate medical providers. To receive herbalist support, please visit www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.